Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I don't really hear myself that well. Do you hear me fine? Do you hear me fine? Oh, yeah. Fine enough. Can you hear us fine? Yeah, I hear the music and everything just fine. It's just my own beautiful, beautiful, amazing voice. I don't hear as well. This is KRC on the Big X. Uh, It's all good. I'm fine not needing to hear myself as long as you all can. I must be heard. I said to start this radio show. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I came back from a weekend getaway, and it's spring. It's warm. Yeah, did, it wasn't one of those things for you where you were like, dude, the trees, so much more green, grass, oh, flowers, flowers. Things. Yeah, it was nice. It, but that's always, was, that was always really fun coming home from spring break. It, and it wasn't like it was like super drastic, but it, seven days missing out in Kentucky during spring, things are going to look different. Yeah, and especially. Like we were, I mean, it, it was as warm as it is now in Alabama, and hell, maybe even co- cooler at some points. But um, and it was only like four or five days, and I just kind of came back. I was like, "Whoa, let's open these windows up. It's a little balmy in here." Mm-hmm. Got to, and then now we're in like, all right, preservation mode. Can't turn on the AC. Gotta, gotta prolong that as long as possible. Got to. Yeah, well, welcome back. Did you have a good time? I did. I did. You didn't get caught uh, the, up in any of those tornadoes. That was more Mississippi, right? Yeah, that was uh, that was not us. Uh, Nashville uh, ran into a wreck there. Um, that place just gets worse and worse. Every you day. really have it out for Nashville? Yeah, I think I do. I think I'm just saying to uh, too many people. I do have bad news when it comes to big cities and traffic. Yeah. Sit down. Sit down. Scoot, sit down. I got some news. The, and it's it's... Like they're they're in the process of doing it, but just for the next ten years, turning the hill you go down to go down to Nashville from four lanes to six, it's just gonna it's gonna suck. They need just a total. I mean, I guess they do kind of have a bypass already. They just need a bypass for the bypass. They need something where it's like I'm not stopping in Nashville. If this takes an extra twenty minutes, where I don't even have to worry about a brake light, I'll take the extra twenty minutes. I'll I'll set it in stone. Let me go all the way around the city. But I'm pretty sure they already have something kind of like that. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's just because it isn't like the largest. Like it. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have the biggest loop, if you will. 
Yeah, um, I still don't. Nashville doesn't really register for me as like a bad traffic city. But see, then it's, again, getting, you, it's getting you, there for me. You've though. probably had more interactions in Nashville, especially lately, than I have, and it only grows. Mm-hmm. So only gets worse. Na- Nashville's not there for me. Chicago, uh, gosh, seventy-one. Well, really, technically seventy-five, I guess. When you're going into Cincy, speaking of hills, when you get that hill and you get the beautiful view of downtown. That traffic, I think, is worse than almost just about anything I've ever had in Nashville. And I that's think, almost like you can set your watch to it. Although they're always doing some sort of bridge construction there. For, for me, I, years. I think it's like I can see the other side of Nashville. And, you know, it's just like, oh, you just got to get. like yeah. It's it's like distance-wise, it's not that far. Over Cincinnati, you got to get like. I mean, you're driving 10 miles through it just to get past it. And there's um, really no other option for the most part, again. Yeah. That. And they, they have a very large bypass, but it's almost too large. So, too like, much. yeah, we're You have to have, like, a reason to go all the way If out you take there. it, yeah, like, you're, you're, you're biting that bullet. So, uh. Yeah, that's another thing. In Nashville, maybe it makes it more frustrating where I've, you, we've come in the same way so many different times, but there's sometimes you need to get to that. You need to go, like, 40 west. Sometimes you go 40 east. Sometimes you just need to go in the heart mm-hmm. of downtown. Sometimes you go through the heart of downtown and then on the other side of 65 and it's you you always think you just chose the wrong way yes. like you yes. no matter what you do in nashville and we, i think that makes it frustrating at least in cincinnati it's just like this is what you're this stuck is with. where you're gonna because have to we go. we chose the wrong way we could have gone the other way and we it was you know how they have those cars now that like are uh, accident patrol uh-huh. you know and we're like which way did it go did it go left or right oh. and I was, you know, you got kids in the car. I was too slow to pull up the apps to tell us which way to go. We, we did not choose wisely. Mm. Well, I know a lot of people say this, but it actually is factually true for me. If there is, like, a line that I can pick, it's going to be the longer one. Yeah. So yeah, if there's, like, a, yeah. a route that I can take oh, when you trying go... to dodge traffic, it'll end up being the more traffic one. Airports are the worst. Don't stand in line with me at an airport. <laughs> The line will be the longest. The, the Kroger line one is is always the one that you end up kicking yourself the most because you're like, well, this is clearly the shortest line, and then, you know. Yeah, I so. feel like there's an art to that, but even then, you can still get burned. You you also got to check like age, shape of both parties involved yep. in front of you, and sometimes it's just you got to go to the quickest. You got to find the quickest person, even if it means their customer has more bags. You know that they can get through that all willy nilly. Is there a chatter? Is there a chatter? Did you spot a chat? You don't want the chatter. You want to get away from from the chatty Kathy. But you know what? Sometimes I like running into my chatters. You know, I like well, I like my people. That's why you scout. That's why you do it. Uh, going from scouts to scoots, scoots. How was your Tuesday evening in Southern Indiana? It was good. I I got to bed pretty early. I was yesterday was a rough one for me, guys. I I was feeling groggy all day and, well, and slept just, in. So I'm not sure why. No, I know. I just. I hate the feeling of not having your day start like it's supposed to. So I was kind of low-key in a pretty bad mood yesterday all day because I was just like, well, the day didn't start like it was supposed to. So I just didn't – I never felt like myself yesterday. So I went to bed about 9.30, got a pretty significant amount of sleep, woke up right around 6.15, and that was nice. That was nice waking up, opening my eyes, and not seeing light outside because that means that I was on time this morning. So, yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, (laughs) Tuesday was long, but – the rest of my week's going to be long, and i got to deal with it. So, Did you ever read Tuesdays with Maury? I did not, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll move past that. By the way, then. since we were on the bypass talk, I was sitting here thinking, would 265, or 264, I guess, would that be considered a bypass for Louisville? Uh, yeah. There's actually definitions for all this stuff, and yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a bypass that... 
Well, there's there's all these different things about if it has three numbers, then it like makes a circle or something like that. That's true. And so you uh, like four sixty five. Yeah, I, I just I go by um, I don't go by numbers locally though. Gene Snyder or uh, I can Watterson. Do, I can do either because I get them confused. With work, I have to type in like the numbers mm. all the time. So. Well, because Gene Snyder isn't even uh, it's like an eight one four. It's like a state road. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it is. I 265, but it's also what is it? Eight, I think it's 27 or something like some, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same with New Circle. New Circle's just uh, in Lexington. It's Not as familiar four. with the Lexington roads. New Circle is just four. It's just four. Huh. State that's, Road four. That's one of the worst parts about using like GPS over in Kentucky because they always want to give you like the road number, like 1871 or whatever. Take a ride on 1871. Oh, we call that the Gene Snyder. <laughs> By the way, those are like technically classified as highways. So like, like high. Yeah. So yeah. US 42, that's a US road. But if it doesn't US have a US in right. Florida in front of it, it, it I guess if it, does, it has state, to have a shield. Yeah, HWY, mm-hmm. which you don't really think of those roads yeah. as highways. Like Barge, well, Barstown Road is US 150, which is interesting. In 31E. And uh, also 31W, which little, is splitting, talk. splitting U.S. highways into two for an E and a W. That amuses me. Um, love, love good highway road talk. Uh, we don't get enough of it on KRC. Before you hit the highway, where do you got to stop? That's where I stopped this morning. There you go. Thornton's. I fueled up with some coffee. Uh, just the best. Simply the best. There's one near you today. They've got It's your one-stop shop for everything to get you on your day, get you going the right way, and scoots. I was uh, stopping at a local Thornton's uh, in uh, Birmingham with mm-hmm. my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were just going to do a, a beer run, uh, beer and ice sort of thing before the Final Four games. And, so you know. Stupid Alabama law. No, no, no. Not a stupid <laughs> Alabama law. It's even better. Go get the beer. Well, they had a liquor store on one side. That was kind of funny. Like, he went to the liquor store side, and I went to the beer store side. Mm. In the like Thornton's? Uh, yeah, yeah, in Sweet. the Thorntons. Um, and because I, I guess that's the, the law they had there. You can have a liquor store as long as it's just divided. Um, so I come back out, go to get in the car. It's left running. Wow. Who, wait, who drove? You? No. He drove. My brother Juan drove. <laughs> I, I love him. He's one of them. He's one of them. He's one of them. baby. It was one of those things, too. I couldn't explain. Like, I bet you went nuts. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> laughing so hard, but I couldn't really explain the joke. Um, it just, it, you have the car run while you're in the gas station. Now we'll say it's a little bit different. The, the area of town he lives in is, uh, you know, a little, little bit nicer. And also he didn't leave the keys in the ignition. He had them in his pocket. So technically if somebody wanted to drive off, like they could only go so far before the thing just shuts off because you don't have the key. In That's interesting too. The old what? What are they called? Key fogs. The key fob. Yeah, yeah, key, yeah. Like a remote start sort yeah. of deal. Yeah. While we're talking roads and all that, two things that came across my timeline this morning. First off, a golf cart just tipped over on I sixty five. Like a golf cart. A golf cart. Like, like they just were driving all. No, it had to be like a, I don't know for sure, but it had to be just a trailer situation. That it wasn't like all in all the way or something yeah. like that. But I made a hilarious joke and said, "Is Billy G back in the state?" Uh, <laughs> it was right at the outer loop, so that's a pretty busy part. Although it was like six thirty, so. I think they were able to move it and get it off the highway, or the interstate, I should say, uh, rather easily. And then secondly, I ran across this, which is a wild story from Switzerland County, Ohio, which is right across the river. This 
Biker was hit and ran and suffered serious injuries, but is going to be okay. So hilarious. And did you see this? No, I was oh, the, joking about hit how, and run. how funny a hit and run is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> very, very. I mean, this story actually is like equal parts funny, dumb. You know, you'll, you'll find out okay, here. Okay. It's just a matter of moments. But he, so the guy gets hit and ran. He's going to be all right, but it was a serious accident. And this 19-year-old calls the police department and says, hey, I saw a Facebook post of a hit and run. And the description of the truck sounds a heck of a lot like my truck. I just want you all to know it's not my truck. And the cops are like, well, thanks. You mind if we come check it out? Just to, you know, when you get a description match in the description, we want to go check it out. If it's not yours, we'll be in and out. It won't be any issue. And I guess he, he welcomed them on by. Turns out it, it was his truck and it was him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then he admitted to drinking a few beers, too, before hitting them. No, but... <laughs> What an idiot. And he's going to get an obstruction of justice because he changed his mirrors to try to not match the description of the truck. So he called the police to say, hey, just so you know, it wasn't my truck, although they had no reason to ever believe it would have been his truck off the get-go to begin with. Maybe they would have eventually worked their way around to it and figured it out. But they get there. They notice a dent in the front of the truck. He He thought to change the mirrors, but not the dent, I suppose. And so he was. He was arrested. That's why. Imagine alerting the the authorities to the crime you committed. Just imagine the thought process of being like, damn, I hit this guy. I should have stopped. I didn't. Now I'm going to be in huge trouble. They're, they know what my truck looks like. What if I tell them it's not my truck? What if I call them, get ahead of the whole thing, tell them, you know what? Not my truck. I love that just him informing, like, here, if I tell them it's not mine first before they find me, then I'm off free. Big Bag Dave tweets in and says, I call LMPD every night before bed to tell them I haven't committed any crimes. That way they don't come a-knocking. <laughs> Although you can make a case LMPD not big on knocking, just in general. <laughs> Seems like a guilty conscience situation. I, I would probably be in the same boat. What? Scott, yeah. stop! I, I would. I would. That's why I don't commit crime because I I could not hide it. I I would I would I don't know if I would have went about it as dumb as a way as he did, but I would have definitely probably right, told okay. him eventually. I'm gonna calm down because you're gonna take you, what you mean to say is you would confess. Yes, n- not in the way that he did, but yeah, I, I would he didn't definitely. Confess. He tried to defend his innocence just out of the blue. I think just I'm, your casual call to the police department to let him know it's not you. I think I would. Yeah, I would call them and be like, "Hey, it's Dude, my truck. So dumb. Come get me." Yeah, well, you could just also go in, turn yourself in. Nah, truck don't drive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit something on the road. Yes, okay, Scoots, that's, I also don't think you'd speed, I don't think you'd run off either. Uh, I mean, oh my gosh. I, I would like to think I wouldn't, but you know, who never know? who knows if he really had had a few beers? You don't know, your decision making changes. Yeah, but ideally... You don't get behind the wheel after having a few beers. Yeah, I know, but if you do and that situation were to occur, I, he, I might run too because it'd be like, well. he had had a few beers. Yeah, that's true. Now, like now. Especially after the fact when there's no way to prove exactly. that you've had. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess they were like, how'd you hit him? Were, you know, had you been well, drinking? But what if this dude was just hammered and just mowing any of everybody over the road? This guy, he deserves it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not only dumb, but also reckless. Did you say his age? 
19. Okay, which is yeah, yeah. sad. Because he is just dumb. Like, he's just dumb. Although, maybe this will set him straight. Must have went to one of them public schools. Hmm. Scoot said it. Scoot, Scoot's the one who said it. Pretty ready. The Batcats won. The Batcats won. They're battier the and cattier than ever. When you envision your Batcat, is it like a Bat-Cat hybrid creature, or is it just a cat with a bat? I imagine with a, uh, a, a like a fruit bat on the shoulder of a kitty cat. Meow. I my bat cat. Or maybe it's a cat wearing a hat with a bat, but on the bat are actual bats. I would actually like to make it more of a vampire situation. Mm, so where see, we need to have the wildcat mascot show up with like vampire wings. How weird is it that UK is so anti against it? At least now they're they're past the point of I'm pushing back. But why don't you make it your brand? Yes, they don't. They no longer reach out to you to let you know that they don't use bat cats and they prefer that people don't because everybody does now. Like the the dam is open, it's broken. What? And I went to I bought a UK baseball shirt a, a few years back when they were actually halfway decent, and I was like disappointed with the product. It was just like a crappy little shirt, which oh well, it was only you know twenty bucks or whatever it was, so it wasn't that big of a deal. I went back like yesterday looking for more baseball gear assured that there would probably be a lot more because over the years why wouldn't there be they did add at least two more jerseys which they didn't have prior Ooh, but goodness one? gracious I bet it's no like a- it's like just your generic there's like a black and a blue one and it's got like the uk logo down on like your gut yeah. which is a weird place to put the sure logo like if you're a good looking baseball player i think it was 80 which is not cheap but at least they have slightly more options but get with it uk baseball can make a killing put the cream jerseys out there put them for 150 bucks then you're selling out of them like they're gone you're not they're not they're not going to exist anymore uh but that being said Nice win yesterday. Mm-hmm. I watched a good chunk of it when I wasn't watching. I was listening to Darren Hendrick. Uh, both broadcasts, I think, at least the radio broadcast, had a gymnastics girl on there for an inning. Congrats to the gymnastics team. They're going to play for a national championship. But that made for just some of not bad radio. Just awkward. Just Darren, our, our boy Darren needs to work on his fake laugh. And he needs to also uh, know, like, maybe when to you, Like, because she would just say, like... Anything. Sometimes coach is goofy. And he'd be like, ah, that's got to be pretty fun to have a goofy coach. <laughs> and it's like, it wasn't funny. Like, it wasn't a joke. Well, and he's, he, he did the thing where you tried to laugh to, for them to let their guard down and open up a little bit more. Sure. But he just, it, it, it didn't work. But he calls a great baseball game. He's used to being by himself, you it, know? He's not used to working with others. Yeah, and also it was just like, he may have been thinking, like, what do I what do I know about gymnastics? What do I know about this, like, 19-year-old Seriously. gymnastic lifestyle? Yeah. I can't even talk the sport with her. So let's just break it up with with good good old fashioned laughter. Uh, and he it, was it during one of the early innings because yeah, uh, it was the fourth. Okay, at least it wasn't the first or the second because they lasted an hour. Well, that whole game was long, and he talked about that during the broadcast. He was like, "We haven't had one like this all season. They've been relatively quick. This one is really slogged down. Ton of pitching changes. Ended up being a four hour game, which is long." Too long. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, he mentioned that. He mentioned how slow everything was going. They ended up winning, what, 13-6? I think it was the final score. Yeah, they, uh, they did. Hunter Gilliam, 22-game hit streak. Kentucky now winners of 22 of their last 23. Pretty good. And, TJ, I, I was going to maybe say this off air, but you know what? Let's put the peer pressure on you now. Tuesday, Batcats are coming to Louisville. We're going, right? 
Yes. Yes. I, I'll, I'll meet you at the playground because, you know, probably probably going to bring Duke to just let him play. Yeah, but I want, I, want, I want a seat. Seat? I want a seat. Well, that, they've got a berm. They've got, they've got seats back there, too. It, during the U.K. U of L game, with child, you'd be able to sit. Well, the kid's going to be in the playground the whole time. Well, maybe not. Well, like they, they, they have, uh, <laughs> but they have like bleachers back there, like rows of them. Okay, but I, right. I don't think it'll be so crowded that like you're not going to be able to just take a break on the bleachers for a few minutes. Because I could get two tickets for like fifty bucks. Have seats. That way, I could go walk, play, do all that stuff, then go sit down. Uh, well, I, I, that, that's you can by all means. You but can. you don't think it's worth it? No, no, never, never. But you're. You don't I'm, like spending money. For exactly. Time. Especially at, for, at UofL. But you don't really care to watch the game. No, I'll, I'll watch the game enough, but I don't, like, I, I'm not, I just know that I'm not going to get my kid to be in those seats for I think longer. Probably, than I think you're probably right. And I think inning, you're probably right you know? just to save the money. Because then that just goes to beer money. Yeah, but she li- like she is cool, like sitting and hanging out and she'll, taking in something new for a little bit, not for a long yeah. time. You're right; she'll have to run. And, but that's the thing, is that my idea was get the seats, then go play, have a place to come back. See, that being said, the game's at six. Her bedtime's usually at seven, so it's not like we're gonna be there all that long. I, uh, that's why we're gonna go cheap. I tried to do that last time, and he saw the playground. It was like I want to go out there, so we lasted two outs and seats. I didn't pay for the seats, but it was. Uh, I think it might have been just a U of L. Like, I don't even think they were playing UK. No, they were playing UK. It wasn't that crowded. This year, though, it's different because Batcats oh, probably gonna favorite. Be, got to yeah. be a lot of blue. U of L hates when the Batcats are good because then they sell tickets in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, so Jim Patterson's not totally and completely blue. And there's just a lot of uh, – I know there's a lot of people around here where they're baseball fans, but, you know, making an hour and a half drive that often to go to a baseball game, it's it's a lot more difficult. So I'm sure there's going to be plenty of Kentucky fans who are just excited to, to finally get to watch the team where they can make it a casual afternoon. Because that's why baseball towns are baseball towns. Because it's all fans that live nearby that just go to the ballpark. Yeah, it's, a, so it's like a social thing to do. You want your mm-hmm. team to win, obviously, and it's more hell of a lot more fun when they're good. And you may not even go if they're not good. But if you get some good baseball, good weather – Good eats. You allow adults to make decisions on what beverages they do or do not want to drink, and it's just you put it all in in the pot for a really good time potion. Cats win thirteen to six yesterday. Last home game for UK until April eighteenth starts a seven game road trip for UK. Six SEC road games. Three at Georgia, three at LSU the following weekend, which that will be an absolutely colossal series. They're number one in the country. Would be nice just to steal one from that one. And jammed in the middle of that is just uh, a top 15 U of L team. But they did lose last night to Lips Comb. Yep. Um, Were they Comb Lips? Sounds like basketball. Um, Hey, oh! I saw the. Love it, Scoots. The only (laughs) team Kentucky's. It's not the only team they've lost this year, but Elon, who they opened up with this year, beat Wake Forest. They've been good. Elon yeah. will probably be a tournament team, so that's that's good. Much has been made about it. Much will continue to be made about it, but the schedule just gets incredibly tough for UK in the in the future. This weekend against Georgia, this is their last probably non-tournament team mm-hmm. that they're going to go against. So go keep keep this thing rolling. Keep the keep the feelings good. I'm a little worried about this Georgia series. 
Well, they haven't really played. Kentucky didn't play great against Missouri on Sunday. They didn't play great last night. Pitchers having a, a tougher time throwing strikes, although they did only give up one run to Missouri, so you can't get too upset about that. I'm a little worried about this series. This is the first time all season where the, the target is on their back. The midweek games, that's an exception. Anytime you're going to play a mid-major, they're going to look at that as a nice opportunity. But this is going to be the first series where they're ranked in the top ten. Georgia doesn't have anything going for them. If they do have a turnaround in their season, it has to start this weekend, and it's on the road. So I'm a little worried. It's a series UK really, really needs to win. Obviously, you can get away without a sweep. But mostly just to bank up those. Because really what happened, Kentucky's, I don't want to say it's fool's gold, but the schedule was fortunate in that it gave them a lot of runway. They built up some momentum, and then they've beaten up a bunch of SEC teams that aren't. Uh, like uh, right now, we don't know how good Alabama or Missouri are. Right, right, right. Mississippi like State is definitively bad. Mississippi uh, State's having a terrible season. Their fans are miserable. Very, very, very mad. Although so, I think they maybe had a good series this past weekend or won or did something. But yes. So right. the top half of the SEC, I think six of the top 11 teams in the country or seven of the top 11 are in the SEC. Because mm-hmm. he hasn't played any of them yet. No. So. This is what you should be doing. They, I mean, they've done maybe yes, not exactly. what you should be doing. They're be, they're doing better than what they should be doing. But but this ta- is to, to, to really take taking it to advantage. Next level. Of, they're taking advantage exactly, of the schedule. Exactly. That needs to continue this weekend. If you do, if you win this series this weekend, mm-hmm. obviously, if you lost out, you wouldn't get in. But you, as long as you just kind of hold tread water. Win, you're, win you're, a series at home. Here you're there. Like, like be, you're gonna be, be fine. at home. Take care yeah. of the midweek games. Avoid avoid sweeps. Really, if you avoided sweeps, you take care of the series this weekend and you avoid sweeps. Then you're good. You're good. Yeah. Like you would be good. Of course, UK shouldn't be satisfied. They're not satisfied. But this is fun. This is what we wanted with the baseball program. But then you get to do the thing where if they steal some series, then you're like, oh man, they might be hosting. hosting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the schedule can set up nicely. You'll get obviously a lot of those really really good teams in Lexington. Some of them will be on the road. But I wanted to pick maybe a UK home game. We do the we make it a, a KRC game. Like we go. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm we gotta find the right weekend for that or the right or is it a midweek, midweek game. But that's what I was I wanted to maybe I wanted to try to figure that out. Okay. Uh, I, I would probably prefer a midweek game. Because there's and just skip a bedtime with the baby, but yeah. like you know, just do Lexington, leave oh. around nine or ten, or, get home around eleven, or we get real froggy <laughs> and boys night out. That could also be could, could, that, that could also be enjoyable. But I I do think that you you might be onto something though. Where midweek might be easier to navigate because it's just weekends, a lot of weekends, especially during especially spring. spring and summer oh, graduations. Yeah. Salsaritas is good for all those things, though. Yeah, no, great Maybe for catering. Catering all your events, or what if uh, they just let us post up some K, some Salsaritas catering at KPP? Oh, that'd be great. Put it in the outfield, dish out some rice and some wow, beans. What if Salsaritas sold food? Quesadillas. I'm not, you know, I don't work on behalf of Salsaritas their business plans, but that seems like that'd be great. Oh, especially like, get their wildly getting, addictive chips. Yeah, the getting nachos, but like Salsaritas chips as your nachos. Oh. I don't wow. think they have them yet at Kentucky Proud Park, mm-hmm. but they do have two locations, one in Hubbard's Matthew and St. Matthew's, one on uh, Shelbyville Road um, in Middletown. Yes. Very convenient. That one's got a drive-thru. Uh, 
that out sounds in Middletown like on Monday, and that Salsaritas drive-through was popping. But they move them, they move them quick. It, it's impressive how fast they move because they can't make your order until you order it because every order is unique for the mm-hmm. most part. But they they get that line moving. Uh, they got a good thing going out there in Middletown. And remember, if you got any events coming up, Salsaritas catering, let them take care of it. Let them do the cooking. You do the eating and the partying or the hosting if it's at your place. Hosting with the mostin. And enjoy wildly addictive chips, hot spicy salsa. You can do it all online on their app. All right, we'll pick a date. Uh, maybe, maybe that, maybe that Xavier game, April eighteenth, potentially. That uh, Tennessee Tech would kind of, you know, Tennessee Tech. Maybe we could do a little bit better than that. But we're running out of options. Of course, yeah. there is the Louisville game in Lexington. That one's going to be a zoo, though. Yeah, and that one. Might be uh might be going to the NFL draft. So fingers crossed. That's that, in that Kansas City, matter. right? Yeah. That'll be right. awesome. Yeah, that's the Don't uh, forget the bananas. No, uh, do not forget the bananas. Um You can oh. borrow this one, it'd probably be bad by the time you'd get there though. <laughs> so I'll hold on to this one. Let's go to our first break. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. We got a lot of text to get to that we didn't get to yesterday. We're gonna talk more football, but that's on the text line as well. KRC returns after this. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 14:50 AM. I'm probably going to have a relatively slow day today, and of course today it's going to rain and storm. But today would be a golf day. It's not going to rain and storm till later tonight. You can get golf in if you want. I don't think that's accurate. Uh, it's accurate. Chief Meteorologist Justin Kalen on the scene. Okay, well now I got to check you. It's not going to rain till later. I'm telling you. Got to check you. We're going to get some pretty severe storms today around 2 o'clock, 2 to 4. Okay, that, you know. You, you just mentioned, like, it's not going to rain till later. Yeah. 2 to it, 4 is not much that's, later. That's plenty. If you have a light day, you can go golfing right after the show, and you'll be done in plenty of time. I think he's saying he wanted to get his work done, then go golfing. Because you ever try to go back to work after golfing? Well, go golfing and then get your work done. That would probably be the better move. There, uh, well, from a weather, I, I don't think you're right. Great. Now an ad on the Weather Channel. Can you imagine how inconvenient that would be if you you had like a tornado warning and then all of a sudden QuickBooks self-employed ad pops up on your phone? That's what you get for doubting me. I do doubt you. I do doubt you. You know, so I didn't have internet on Friday, right? I've I've told you all that. When those storms were rolling in, man, talk about crazy. Couldn't, Couldn't turn on my TV and catch my local meteorologist. Had to keep up on Twitter and Facebook. It was rough. It does say you're right about the timing of it, but hey, yeah, but but that was my initial. Like that's still most people. If you talk about golfing, especially when you do a radio show that ends at nine o'clock, two o'clock, you'd probably be somewhere on the course. Mm. So we're not giving you if if we're not you're giving you full credit if you're playing bad. Yeah, I agree. But you've been playing. Most, but, but you've been playing really good. Day, Roush is right that most people in their weekday golfing in the afternoons. So, especially to, I mean, Vincennes is just getting absolutely hammered by storms right now. Poor Vincennes. Indiana? Yes. I've been there before, Scoots. 
Wow. Sorry to hear that. Covered Michael Mulder's recruitment. Vincennes is probably the most historic city in Indiana. You apologize right this very instant. I've actually actually never been there. (laughs) It really probably is, weirdly enough. It's got a weird little history, Hmm. especially during the Revolutionary War. I know uh, close to Vincennes got hit by a tornado on Friday. The Spencer Oldham County and Eastern Jefferson County got hit by a tornado Did they really? on Friday. Yeah, wow. they confirmed that it was an actual tornado. So, and that the path went over Linden. It wasn't a tornado when it was going over Linden, but yeah, it was really bad. We probably should have gotten in the basement. We did not. Full disclosure. We just stayed in bed. <laughs> did you go? Oh, you aren't in. You weren't in. Bed. We're here. Yeah. Do you we'll have basement scoots? I do not, but I was I was debating where I should go if it if it continued on the path it was on. Man, no I, I, I have no idea where I. Where would, would you went. go? Bathroom. Um. Yeah, well, I told my roommate that if it got bad enough, I would give him the tub, and then I would probably sit. I have like two closets in my bedroom that are pretty centrally located in, within the house, so I probably would have just hopped in one of them. That would have been nice. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to give your roommate the tub. Yeah. You must be nice. Uh, this is all about the big exports radio golf cart, though. Yeah. We if, we sell enough, if we sell enough big exports radio golf carts, we'll get the internet to work here. <laughs> oh, is it not working? It just never does. It's a bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. But big, I, I was driving, the golf cart works. I can confirm that. I was Don't driving past to... Park City, and I was like, man, need to get to Park Mammoth. Because just be a blast. It's not too bad. It's, it's a quick old, quick trip. Man, I looked up uh, their tee time prices. Normally, like sixty-five bucks. So when you get that golf cart and you're paying only less than twenty-five, that's pretty impressive. Such a nice course. It makes sense. But yes, you can play it for under twenty-five dollars. A course that includes Park Mammoth, which is really, really nice. One of the nicest courses in the state. Old Capitol Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake, all in the general area. Short drives. Yeah. You will need to get in the car and, and head on out there, but. Uh, not bad drives at all. Play all those great courses under $25 a round. Supply is limited, but if you're thinking about a Father's Day gift, think in advance. If you're thinking about a Mother's Day gift, think in advance. Birthdays, you may just want to go ahead and grab one of these. I, 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 don't, re- I don't know exactly like when, you're, when they expire, but you get a really long time to at play the end of the year. courses. You get a really long time to play the courses. Variety is so the spice of life. You may so. as well lock it up right now, give you more time to spread them out, play them, but you're going to be end up playing all of them for under $25 around. Beautiful courses. The Big X Sports Radio golf cart is hot off the press. Get it today by calling 812-725-1457. 812-725-1457. Or you can go to BigXSportsRadio.com. Let's read a text. Let's do it. 502 Spend more time on the text line today. 1450, that's the number. Very two. quiet text line. text line. Just yesterday, today. Haven't had a single one today, which is really unusual for 45 minutes in. Texter says, what is KRC's championship recipe? What type of players do you need to win at all? Because it's clearly not about style of play that revolves around shooting threes. Which we get reminded every year. That's I've I've always pushed back on the archaic offense, shoot more threes, too many jump shots. Those people that are saying that are just. I, I, and San Diego State played for a national title. Like you, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Also, it wasn't like UConn was the run and gun. No, 
They played really good defense. They played great defense. Yeah. They took smart shots. They, 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 I think rim protection is the part that I didn't realize how important it was. Because, like, Sandy, like, the teams they played just could not get buckets at the rim at all. You made everybody become a jump-shooting team, whether that was from mid-range or three. So, I would, I, I think rim protection, point well, guard and then, play, and shooting. And San Diego State couldn't get a shot off against UConn in the championship game. So, you, I think you're on to something there. Yeah, yeah abso- absolutely. So, what's your championship recipe? Let's start with Scoots. Oh, man. Um... Whew. Can we? Can I go second? No. God, I don't know. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have good defense. You've gotta have, and that includes rim protectors. Um, you've gotta have guards. No matter how old they are, you've gotta have guards that can dribble the basketball, unlike Louisville, um, and can distribute as well. You want your guards to be distributors. Um, and then you've gotta have a shooter. If you have one shooter, just even one shooter on the floor, that can get you a championship. Mm, so one. defense with rim protection, point guards that can score and distribute and can and keep the basketball in your possession, and just one knockdown shooter. Just you, one. I mean, if you have more than one, that's obviously better. But I think you it just, just need it, one. It, 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 different teams and different styles, as the texter said, I think can win championships. You just have to have. I think it, it starts with a good locker room, which winning cures a lot, so those things can go hand in hand. There needs to this sounds corny and cliche, but it's true. There needs to be this kind of selfless attitude throughout the team. You don't have a ton of championship teams. It does happen from time to time where it's just like, hey, star dude, bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like the UConn teams. But uh, not this year's team, it wasn't. This was the most well-rounded UConn championship team I think they've had since probably 99. Uh, you can make a case for 04, potentially. Uh. Not a debate that worth having right now, but you have to have mostly a lot, an attitude, a team chemistry of just like they all. Nobody really feels like they have to get theirs. They play throughout the team. Yes, you have to have good guards. That's a that's a non-starter. You're not going to win a championship not having capable guards. Um, I do think you need to have the threat of shooters. Certainly more than one. It doesn't have to be five, but I think it probably needs to be three or four. Where, But then again, San Diego State almost just won. But to be fair, to be fair, San Diego State also did have guys that would pull. They just weren't great at it. But you could have any five of them really pull up from just about anywhere. Uh, they're big guys a little bit closer to the basket, obviously. But they would shoot. So I do think you need at least have the threat of several different people that can hit threes just to keep a defense from the, packing the it in. The threat is the big thing because, like, you know, it's a different sport, but not really. South Carolina, Iowa was just like, all right, South Carolina, just go out there and shoot. And you, have to, and you have to be physical. Like, you have to be a physical team. When's the last national championship team that didn't have an identity that was somewhat physical? Well, I, I do think there's a, there's a line though that you can't jump across because uh, the Big Ten, I think part of their championship drought is because um, – the way that they prioritize post play is not how you those play in the tournament. Th- those are different things, though. Yeah. I'm not saying prioritize pl- post play, and you're right. And I-, I sometimes get sick of the Big Ten's identity of physical play because while it is a physical conference, is it more physical than the Big Twelve? I don't know if that's the case. Is it more physical than the SEC? I don't know if that's the case. And I don't think it's more. Fi- I-, I I think the Big East is more physical than the Big Ten, and those are just four conferences. 
like the ACC, I think it gets labeled a little bit, a little bit softer just because it has worse programs at the bottom. Um, people could argue about that, about the SEC as well, but, uh, but it is true in the ACC. Programs that really just don't seem like they care about college athletics all that much. And then the Pac-12 is the Pac-12. Nobody really turns an eye at them. So I, I sometimes push back on the physical play of the Big 12 angle. But it is much more post-player oriented. And I think that can get you in trouble in March. You can yeah. have a really good big guy and win. You can have a couple good big guys and win. But I do think if your whole offensive identity is feed the post, that ain't that ain't it. Is Anthony Davis the last? Let's let's go. Dom. Jaleel Okafor was a good big. In yeah, that's team. true. Like uh, he, he he was thought to be the number one pick for a long time. Because that Gonzaga team that lost to North Carolina, it was kind of centered around Karnofsky. And people forget about Karnofsky. Yeah, and well, look what it look where it got him. It got him the title <laughs> game, right? And I think you can go far in March, but I do think there is sort you of got a Greg Oden, obviously. He, he, what go, you go? But that was. 2007, like even for the last 10, 15 years. Did a Hansborough win at one point? Uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't it crazy? Greg Ogan, Odin went from what he was to being an AT and T commercials now. No, I mean, like, my hurt goodness, and they don't do anything. By the way, I did forget an ingredient. You need a coach that can draw up a blob play, as well. Oh. Nah, was thinking about that. People in their blobs can just suck. Bloob. It should be bloob, but <laughs> I do think it's uh. The the coaching element is the is the I think the toughest to sort of pin down because we the coaches we grew up with it felt like there was just this uh, x amount of coaches right from like the nineties on that kind of dominated the sport that have slowly been phased out so we have a new guard and we can't tell if anybody's good in March or not we're we're, we're kind of trial and error right because Bobby Hurley. Um, he, he won that with Buffalo, right? And you thought like, oh man, maybe Bobby Hurley could be up to something here. I don't think he's won an NCAA tournament game since. Yeah, I don't think they, so. They won a first four game in Arizona State this year, but like, I mean. Hey, that all changes though, Roush. They got Kamari Lands yesterday. Oh. It's over now. I like that folks were making the Tinder joke. Like, oh, you're going to Arizona State. I see. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Which is quite like. I mean, if you instead of going on Tinder when you're playing at Duke, which I can't think of a worse big place, yeah, uh, a worse yeah. Power Six school in college basketball, maybe like, like Wake Forest or Purdue, but that's get, about it. Give me both those places over the nerds at Duke. Indiana's got some solid looking girls. They don't go to Purdue for the most part, but nope. maybe maybe you catch a townie or something. I, I went to Purdue's campus three times, didn't see one attractive girl. Just saying. Do you think when they saw you in your IU gear, they said, oh, there's an attractive opposing fan? Oh, God, no. I bet they did. No, not if I, I was not did. wearing Indiana, maybe. Yeah. Well, but wearing the Indiana kind of makes you unattractive. Maybe that's why you thought the Purdue girls weren't attractive, because they were wearing Purdue. You know, though, Purdue's weird, though. They don't really, like, rock a whole lot of Purdue gear on campus. Whereas if you're on campus of Indiana, you're going to see a ton of people rocking Indiana. I don't feel like that's the case at Purdue. I didn't think... Purdue's campus was as bad as everybody makes made it out to be. It's just smelly. <laughs> just sm- it's got a weird smell to it. I didn't notice the smell. No. Did you go to their famous little burger place? No. I forgot what it was called. It was good. It was good. They got one little bar. They got one bar close to campus that everybody goes to. We went there. I can't think of the name of it though. Play basketball at Mackey Arena. Nice. It was kind of. Did you win? No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody says Chelsea. 
Hmm. Football club? Question mark. Texter says, if Uganda is leaving, I believe Damian Collins is staying. Well, believe all you want. I, here's, the, here's the part <laughs> that stinks. is like we're at the, the point of the year where it's like, okay, we think this is what's going to happen, and then just nothing's happened. Except Antonio Reeves not coming back, testing the waters, old school NBA draft decision. Circa, uh, like, 2016. Yeah. I'm going to test the waters, and I'm leaving all my options open. That was one thing I didn't notice. It's like, he, he didn't, you know, he said, didn't necessarily guarantee a return to UK. I appreciated, though, that he at least, uh, Although I like, would... it sounded like it came from him, right? I agree, yeah. You know, like, it wasn't, it didn't have too much of the UK PR. Um, That's true. Feel to it. He just said, you know, I'm I don't think he would over. transfer to another school. But why don't we take our hour break, come back, and then talk about Antonio Reeves? Because there was one UK report that suggested it, 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 he he may not be. He may not be back. He, he may not be back. We'll, we'll go into some details as why that possibly could be, whether we agree with it or not. An hour two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We go 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. Replay of the show is always a good time, especially if you wake mm. up a little bit later. You can always just catch what you missed. And then you can get it on podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Fun first hour. We'll have more fun here. Text on into the Thornton's text line and then stop at a Thornton's today. Get whatever you want. So enjoy. Treat yourself. 80, so. 89 cents, 32-ounce sodas. What um, I'm curious about this report, TJ. I didn't see it yesterday. Yeah, David David Sisk of Cats Illustrated or Rivals. He covers a few different sites. Does good work. He says that it it the Reeves Antonio Reeves decision may be a little bit more complicated. Most likely going to strictly come down to money, and may know that he's probably not going to get uh, get drafted, but. Could he get a a little two-way deal or whatever it is? Is overseas money worth a fart? But basically, also mentioned that he is twenty. He's going to be twenty-three by the time the season starts, and may just want may just lean. If the money's the same, he may just say, "All right, I'm I'm going to money's not all that different. I'm just going to take this." Take this new step. Take this new chapter. I still think he'll be back, though. I think because if it comes out of money, then, right, isn't UK kind of 
One would think. Where's that? That's that's where I lean. Is he's probably going to be able to make more money at Kentucky. I don't see any scenario where he wouldn't. There's and I like Antonio Reeves a lot. I want him back. Expect him to be back. Think it'll be a great thing, assuming he does come back. But he is a dime a dozen in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, that, that he's like the baseline of what you have to be able to do in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Except he can't really defend. Yep, and he's ball handling suspect. Can't be point guard on a pinch. Yeah, probably not in the NBA. Be unlikely. I don't even like him point guard a pitch at UK. But the But I and I do think he'll be back. It just that was the that most people have assumed that. I think you've had Kyle Tucker kind of hinting at that. I think Jack thinks that most likely he'll be back. This is the first one that has just at least pumped the brakes a little bit on that and said, "Well, maybe not." So, that is worth mentioning. It's worth bringing up. It's worth talking about. It's concerning even when you think that there's a chance maybe that Robert Dillingham which Jack Pilgrim did report that UK is going to check out on Friday, which that's and so there we go. That's there, good. That's good news. Yeah, and Jack also joked. He's like, I feel like I'm the bearer of bad news, but here's here's a good note that I got on Dillingham that he received recently. That was nice. What was the good note? Just that he has been his 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 work ethic and motor was always in question, but as it's getting closer time to go to Kentucky, he's. Been spending extra time in the gym. He's he's turning it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't like hearing that work ethic and that stuff has been in question, but I guess get but it. But also like, figured out. It, he's playing. He was playing fake basketball games. Like, of course he's gonna. And that's get, well. Aren't they all just fake basketball games when you really think about it? But you know, get, hard to get hyped when you're getting paid to play basketball for the first time for a brand new league. That what was the name of their team? Like the Icy Hearts. Something. Yeah. He's, I mean, come on. It's a cool name. But anyway, so... Is, is it a cool name? It, it, he's in question. Antonio Reeves is in question. And they're, as they're so often can be in the UK fan base, a little panic, Roush, of people like, what are we doing? There's these great guards, Max Abis, Abis, Amos, Max Amos and... Max Amos. Cryer are in the transfer portal. You can go get those guys. People are freaking out as they so often do. I would just pump everybody chill. I think the the I think the coaching staff probably has a better grip on the roster situation. I don't think they have the complete and total benefit of the doubt. I think you, we need to be curious about it and, and keep up with all this stuff, which UK fans always do anyway. So that's never of concern. But I it's oh see Antonio Reeves didn't officially leave. If he did, that'd be all right. But, Roush, I did see an interesting take of some fans want, once a player is testing the waters, or if they were to enter the transfer portal with the possibility of coming back, just if they announce they may be leaving in one capacity or another, then John Calipari in UK instantly needs to start recruiting that spot as if they're gone. No more getting burnt. Once they decide that they may leave, whether for the draft or to go elsewhere, UK needs to assume they're gone. I'm going to go get another player. And they decide to come back, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. 
What does Nick Roush feel about all that? If it's a person that enters their name into the transfer portal, yes, because there's very little precedent for players that enter the portal and then decide to withdraw their name and come back. It's usually like um, somebody so far down the depth chart that it doesn't matter, right? Nick Scalzo did that. Um, I don't know if anybody else has ever done that, right? Like, it just doesn't – that doesn't happen very often. So if it's a portal, yeah. If it's a draft, though, a lot of people, like Cal, for as, as much as – he he knows what the feedback he, Reeves is going to get. Why does he need to plan for him to inevitably be gone? When – the other, the other part of this too, TJ, not just like, because like, I, I understand people would rather have too much than too little, but I think you want to err on the side of bringing guys back instead of having massive turnover for unknown quantities that like, you know, some hit and some miss. You you kind you know what you're going to get more so with Reeves, whereas like there is a, a certain amount of uncertainty that you play when you play the transfer portal game. I don't think many people thought Joey Calcaterra was going to be a, a stud for UConn and be a lights-out shooter when he was at San Diego, right? Same thing with Marquise Noel at Arkansas Little Rock, the transfers at FAU. Like, some of the people that you are getting all hyped up about might not do diddly squat at the at their next stop. And some guy that you don't pay any attention to that's in the portal now is going to be awesome. Like, so I do think there's, there's, there's a more of a roll-the-dice factor uh, that's difficult for coaches to evaluate. And I think quickly kind of jumping the gun, When do you really need to? Like, here's the other thing, TJ. I understand if you're a little, if you know, may, may, like maybe Hunter Dickinson floats your boat, right? Like maybe that's a player where you don't want to get behind in that recruitment because how many good bigs are going to be out there mm-hmm. and you might need to go get a big. You Like that. that's very important. But like when you're talking about LJ Cryer and Necht and all and Abmus and all these guards, it's like Kentucky's gonna have some pretty damn good guards coming in next year. So like you, it, it's not like football where depth is depth is depth. Like basketball, you got to juggle personalities for sure. And and like there's there's only X amount of playing time to go around. So I, I think that you 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 do have to be a little bit more cautious before you go all in on some other guys trying to bring in portal players. It's a delicate balance. I wouldn't blame a program if they just had the the culture or if they just had the understanding where the second if you want to test the draft waters, we will help you out in every way that we can. We wish you the absolute best, but just so you know, the second you do that, we are going to be recruiting your position. You're still welcome to come back. You could still come back and be the starter, but that is just kind of our program policy is once you have half of a foot, a toe out the door, we need to start thinking about how we fill that spot. I I, I do think that, that you would have some players that could just un- have be understanding of that. Like, that's fair. I get that you all need to cover your butt while mm-hmm. I think about some other options for myself. But I do think at some point maybe that could be used against you in recruiting where Cal has always wanted the recruiting the the recruiting angle of I'll be totally accommodating to your needs, to, to what's best for you. And I do think it's why he's been able to get some players that they've been able to get, among other reasons. And now in the nil era, the main and obvious reasons is always going to be money. But I do think back in the day, uh, some of just, hey, the how many times have we heard 
parents, players say they can trust. But even then, you know, a lot of it just probably came down to money, even all the all the same in one capacity or or another, at least brand and inducement. But they they have a like you said, you you don't want to have too many people. It can turn out bad. You don't want to have too few people. That can turn out bad. It's, it's so, so it, hard. It, it, it's, a, it's a delicate delicate little position to be in. Especially when the the, the injuries that Kentucky's dealt with recently, you want to have know. reinforcements, but at the same time, like you can't have too many or you're going to piss people off. Like I, That's just the weird part about basketball, the tricky part, which is why C.J. Frederick could ultimately be uh, the, the cherry on top, the the – you you expect so little from him, but if you come back, he's not going to be disappointed if he's not getting playing time. And if he just mm. doesn't get hurt, right? Like, you know, he he's not going to be a culture problem if he's you know the third guy or whatever. Like, he could be the ultimate um, wild card, and nobody really knows what he's doing. And I just appreciate that Jack was like, yeah, it just could come down to if Blair Green goes to grad school at UK or not, or if she decides to go somewhere else. That's pretty bizarre, but. None of my beeswax and whatever, but one one bad apple can spoil the bunch. That's true too. I, I also just not that CJ Frederick would be that. No, bad no, apple. but it is it is very funny though. Like, well, where are you going to grad school? I guess I'll keep playing basketball. <laughs> like, yeah, you'd think it would be kind of hard to to make that commitment though, uh, just to play Kentucky basketball or like I don't know. She goes to. I, I, there's a part of me that's like, what are you talking about, CJ? Do, do you want one more year to play U- Kentucky basketball? It's Kentucky basketball. You should want a thousand more years to play Kentucky basketball. Like you get, you get what this is. Well, what do you? You're gonna look back in like two years and be like, what, what, wait, what? I did, thing, I did what? Because the part is, I, I thought about not playing. I get it. He's hurt. He's got injuries. I get it that I'm not going through all that crap. It's Kentucky basketball. Then be hurt on the sidelines wearing a Kentucky jersey for one more year. If I had, what, what, what is, what is he even thinking about? If I had any me? sort of advice, quitting from an old man, it's like, dude, you're gonna be in pain no matter what when you get older. Like, what's one more year going to do? Like, you're not gonna get your leg amputated. You know, it's absolutely outlandish. He'll he'll be back at UK just because the alternative is so goofy. You're, again, I get it. He's probably got some serious stuff going on. Probably lives a a, a little bit of life in pain. It's well, Kentucky it, basketball, and it's also he he you know he's lived. You know, he's dating a student athlete. They they've they get a little insulated, right? They 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 lose perspective on the real world because their life in a vacuum is so much different. Like, of course. Everything feels all doom and gloom because you've been on bad teams and you've both been hurt a lot. You spent a lot of time in the rehab. Aren't they engaged? Did yeah. I see a story they're engaged? Yeah, yeah. they're engaged. So, well, you know, what is it going to hurt if you try to have a year where you're not in the doom and gloom and everything sucks? Because you're still going to feel those aches and pains tomorrow, <laughs> whether you're playing Kentucky basketball or not. There you have it. Yeah, but he'd be a nice step, Pete. Like that he, but the expectation would not be that he's going to get any. That he is not relied upon is the correct way to phrase that with C.J. Frederick. Exactly, which is why it could be such a. You know, no expectations. And I think the right answer to this whole discussion, just to bring it full full circle. Is Cal and I and I, I hope this is the case. I think it's the case. Obviously, the the Shade and Sharp situation is the big 
elephant in the room, but in other areas, for the most part, he doesn't get terribly burnt. Maybe Dakari Johnson was a surprise way back in the day now at this point, but he just needs to know what Antonio Reeves is going to do. Like, Antonio, keep me in the loop. They Remember when Cal would, like, force his guys to test the waters because mm-hmm. he thought that the players could learn something by what the NBA was telling them? And there's obviously a ton that more that goes into it than just that. I think that this is part of that. I think, like, this is a, hey, you need to have some some people be critical of you and you need to hear what those things are so you can motivate you. He is 23, though, so it's probably going to hit a little differently. I think he probably realizes his NBA aspirations are not not totally closed. I think he has a chance, but things would have to would have to change, or something would have to something would have to happen. So I don't really know what the deal is, but it all just comes back to he just needs to know his decision, be in the loop, and if you if you if you catch wind that Antonio is going to leave, then Cryer from Baylor would be the perfect replacement. A, Maybe even a better replacement. Mm-hmm. And there are some also UK fans that are like, all right, just go get Cryer anyways and then tell Reeves to kick rocks. He'd fit in with a lot of the fan base with that name. Wow. <laughs> Love it. That's good. Wow. One, Scoot. Scoot's taking shots at you, Big Blue Nation. 502 414 Tell him. Tell him how you really feel. What do you think about, what do you think about that? The, the people that are like, just tell Reeves, go if you can get somebody better than Reeves, get somebody better than Reeves. I, tell him he can come back if he wants. Otherwise... See ya. I'm just I'm so burnt on the portal. I want the guy who's been here for a year already. A lot of people are like that too. Because See, I, there, for me, a lot, lot of it is ways to go about this. A lot of it comes down to team building. I will say Reeves is now. Now he might be different with the team, but Reeves as a communicator, like I, I don't know if he's going to be some sort of big leader. From a, like, let's gather everybody could up, this is how da- we do things. A, could he be a Darius Miller presence? Where it's like, Darius Miller wasn't the most loud, like, rah, I'm going to go, like, yeah. pound my chest, slap the floor. He was more quiet. Could he be that type of leader and let DJ be the, the trash talker, be the loud guy out on the court? Yeah, I'm just from more from a showing up to the gym, here's how we do things here, guys. Because, like, you, I think that it's very important. And... The, you know, we go back to that question about the title recipe earlier. It's it's one in, at Kentucky, it's one and done sprinkled in with some vets. Veteran role players, right, who yeah. aren't necessarily the stars of the show. I think the one, I mean, hell, even Terrence Jones wasn't really the star of the show anymore once those other guys came in. But Reeves is of that caliber. Did you know Reeves? Uh, Scoots, how many 20-plus point games do you think Reeves had this year? Uh, Six. Ten. Really? Hit 10. That's and 37 is tied for the fourth most by Cal Perry player ever. Like, he was 39.8% uh, shooting from three. I want him back. I want him back. And, and that's with a one of 15 performance in that, that game, in the final game, right? Like, Did, he was a 40% three point shooter. We just, it's because he was so streaky, and there was like a couple of nights where he just no showed that you don't think of him as highly. But, like, that that's probably how it was with Deron Lamb and a lot of other these really good shooters too, right? So yes, you you want Reeves back. Like I know the portal, the shiny new toy is always fun. It's attractive, and you know what? Sometimes you, you you've struck gold before and you've gotten a freaking national player of the year from the portal, Nasir Shibwa. But I just I I, I like the, having the continuity, especially when you're bringing in a bunch of talent and new guards that just need somebody there to like. All right. This is kind of how we go through the drills. This is when we show up. The, you know, the 
how we do things. And it, it's gotten talked about a lot. We will probably have summer radio discussions on the whole thing, but we are still in a part of college athletics, but college basketball, obviously, too, where you have grown-ass men playing the sport. It's not just like teenagers and new adults. You've got like 23, 24-year-olds, Antonio Reeves potentially being one of them, which is great. Some of your young guards are going to have bad games. There's going to be a curve to, even if they're great, even if Dillingham, Dillingham looks like he's maybe 140 pounds. Like, he's going to be going up against a, yeah. some guards that are going to be like 215 and 23 years old. Like, you know, I, I think he's totally out of eligibility. But, like, imagine if Keontae Johnson on a screen got switched on to Dillingham. If, like, that would just yeah. be strange to see from just a body type standpoint. So they're going to have some bad games, and it's going to take – some time for them to get adjusted if you have somebody that you know can go out there and score 37 points just like that on the road or put up big numbers at home that's going to save you that's going to probably keep you from getting upset here or there and then maybe can afford you playing a b-minus game even in a big primetime game and you, you squeak one out reeves is a big piece i want him back uk needs to understand how important he is i think they do i'm not so worried about what what David Sisk said, not that I don't think it's totally valid. He does great work. But I, I think Reeves will be back. He's an important piece. I like Cryer a lot. I think Cry. I, I think if you have Dillingham and you know you have Dillingham, maybe the only – maybe you get one more wing-guard combo. C.J. Frederick, obviously, in flux, but we already talked about him. And then that's probably it. So, assuming Dillingham's part of it, Wagner – I think Reeves is back. I think you maybe add one more kind of combo defender, 2-3. Get CJ, and there's your backcourt, there's your guards, there's your scoring options. Obviously, you got Justin Edwards in the fold there as a guard wing. Some people want him to play the four. I don't think that's going to be the case. And you're ready to roll, and I think that's, that's probably good. But Antonio Reeves is a big piece of that puzzle. Let's bring him back. Uh, it, it, it was funny, though, TJ. You said Shaden Sharp's name, and immediately uh, on my timeline, somebody had the Indiana All-Stars, and there's a kid from Ben Davis. I had a double take. His name's Sheridan Sharp. Mm. The R kind of looked like an A. What? what? Huh? He's already graduated college. <laughs> ben Davis went undefeated this year. Wow. Is it, it, hey, who won uh, 2A this year? 2A, not sure. What about 5A? Who won 5A? There's no 5A. Year? What? We stop at 4 for basketball. Who won 4? Uh, ben Davis. Who won 3? Couldn't I thought tell there were 6. No, there's six. we have 6 in football, but only 4 in basketball. Mm. What great fun. Yeah. All those champions. <laughs> A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Clearly it's important to have eight or nine players that give you minutes, a shot blocker, a post player that's stout, five, six players with length, four or five players that can handle the ball and shoot. Sounds hard to achieve, but champions are championships are hard to win. They are hard to win. Only one team can do it. It's one mean, thing I was thinking about when filling out my, my Masters DraftKings, and we watched one of the golf episodes last night just to get us in the mood, the Netflix show, because we never finished it. 
because the tournament started, and obviously we're watching <laughs> basketball, and not a sort of Netflix golf, golf show yeah. exactly. But uh, we just to get in the mood, and that was that is when like only one person can win each golf tournament, and only one team can win each NCAA championship. There's a bunch of different ways that you can, but a lot of it comes down to luck. A lot of it comes down to draw. A lot of it sometimes can come down to officiating. Do they make a, a crucial call there late that potentially sinks you? Maybe they give a guy free throws when he was clearly passing the ball. I don't know. Those things can matter. So it's a lot of uh, so you, crazy. You just want to put give... yourself in a position. Let me ask you this: What, what were you going to say? They gave the, they keep giving that guy final four games. Oh, what, 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 what are you doing? You took TV Teddy out of the tournament, but you won't take John Higgins out. Who's stinks? Who's uh, the ref with? Uh, you all oh, probably yeah. know this. He's got like kind of the sure. longer hair. Yeah, I hear him. Okay. S- super demonstrative on the sidelines. He was working one of those games. I can't remember which game it was, but the ball guy stepped out of bounds, and he like went up to him, and he was like, out of bounds on you. You know who I'm talking about? TV Teddy? No. I, I want to say it might be Shouse. Doug, Doug, Doug Shouse? Was, did he work a game this weekend? Or No, no that would have been the champ. No, that would have been one of the final four games. I'm not sure, Scoots. <sighs> I might have to look it up. I don't like him. That's my point. <laughs> A texter says, John here again. I would agree that Oscar would be a good fit with Bradshaw. Thanks for painting that picture, Roush. So bring it on. Hunter Dickinson would be awesome, and I'd love to keep you going. However, it's sounding like we will not have him. That does really seem to be the doom and gloom with you going to, that he is, you're going to head on out of town. Although I'm getting more optimistic because I thought he was going to already be out of town. Oh. The fact that he's still not out of town I think is a good thing, right? I, I would, you I would know. think so, too. Yeah, I, I've always thought the whole thing is weird. Like, I, it's never made sense for me, to me, for him to leave. What school is he going to go get more money at? Like, will he get promised more playing time and that actually could be true? Yeah, I could see that maybe being the case. But, but it's never really more... made sense to me that there's going to be a nil situation in New England or the Mid-Atlantic that is going to pay him more money. Than what, like, Nike could I just, just love the thought, too. George Stang gets brought up. Yeah, well, the prestige of Georgetown. It's like, yeah, compared to Kentucky. Like, what, what are we doing here? Uh, it, but that's the thing. Some of this stuff just doesn't make any sense. By the way, plot twist. It is John Higgins who I was thinking of. Uh, yeah. yeah. He sucks. Yeah, he he's, does he's, suck. He's, he's, he sucks yeah. at his job. Uh, another, oh, John here for the third time. Sorry, guys, the text ending in, but if Big O does go to the portal, uh, you could be the landing spot. Uh, you will have the front line. Oh, plus. shit. Didn't he have some talks with IU in 19? I would never want to see that happen. Justin, what do you think? No shot that happens. I, I, oh man, hesitant to say this, but I wouldn't want Oscar. <laughs> Good. You didn't sound so hesitant to say that. Who's going to be IU's big man next year? Uh, it will be Malik Renew. I've never heard of that guy in my life. He was our backup this year. He he came in from Montverde with uh, Jalen hood Shafino. I heard, so he was uh, behind Trace all year. Jalen hood is... Uh, he gone. He gone. Oh, yeah. He's going to be maybe like a lottery pick. He should be a lottery pick, yeah. Did he start all year for Indiana? Yeah. Okay. Even when even yeah. when we had Xavier Johnson as our point guard, he was still starting at the two. But he just had to he had to really take over point guard duties when X went down. So. He was a streaky, right? Uh, I'd say he was above, above streaky. Okay. A little above streaky. Okay. Whatever that would be. All right. So, yeah. I don't. I don't think you have to worry about Oscar going to the transfer portal. No. 
Uh, Malik Renu averaged six points and three rebounds. No, he didn't put up crazy numbers. I'll be the first to tell you that. I mean, he didn't. He didn't get as many minutes as he should have just because of Trace. He had ten minutes in the loss to Miami. No rebounds or points, though. I'd say ten minutes was probably about his average. Fifteen. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, it's gonna UK. Now you've got questions in the backcourt, frontcourt, plenty of questions, but you. Just have to hope that Cal at least knows which way the wind's blowing in those decisions. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. But you'd think that he probably does. He hadn't seen them. Another great movie based on a true story for Scoots, Gremlins. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Love Gremlins. That's what, speaking of Gremlins, that's what Trevor's Bobby voice sounded like. He sounded like a damn Gremlin. Louisville City plays Lexington tonight. Yeah. Thought about going. Probably. Oh yeah. U.S. Open Cup though. I didn't know that the Lexington team had already started playing. Yeah, I think I don't. Yeah, they they have. <laughs> this is their first season. They're gonna get it tonight. Oh. By the way, have you all seen that kid from Bullet East that's on the team? I haven't. I I, I heard the story, but yeah, Bullet East High Schoolers playing for. I mean, that's City. awesome. He got his first minutes, and then later that night went to prom. <laughs> like, what a cool day for Louisville City. Yeah, yeah. no wonder they're losing five. He played. Games. He played like the last seven minutes. Kids committed to Bellarmine, but he played like the last seven minutes of their first home game, and then later that night had prom. So what a nil, sweet deal. Can guys get paid and then go? Yeah, I don't know how that works with amateurism College. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. Really um, weird. It, it looks like. They, I don't know what games are real or not, but they've they've played games. Looks like they've lost some games, but yes, the Lexington Sporting Club. D- not sure where they play in Lexington. If you have any information, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty, because they were actually going to put the stadium by Rupp, but then those plans got axed, and I don't know if they ever made new ones. So, so let us know while we get to our final break. Right. Yeah, Let's and then it. we still haven't really done a good job on the text line. <laughs> That's why people don't text in. We just don't even read them. We do. We do read them. We're going to read more of them when we return. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on your Wednesday. We'll be right back. Bad to the ball. Bad to the ball. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. It's a Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday, Kentucky Roll Call. Justin Kalen's doing the Mike Rutherford show today. Oh. Oh. Tell your friends, tell your family. Not really looking forward to that. That's not nice to say. Yeah. Well, I lighten up. No, I, I am, but I'm I'm just three hours is so long. Oh my gosh, Crowley really River. He, really he is so is long. the one talking. But, You're but just, you know what? You talk like once every little bit. You know what? It's going to be nice because I could be going to the hotel and working for three hours. So. I'd rather just sit there and do nothing for three hours and have a nice, easy paycheck. So I should, I really should stop complaining. Are you going to be standing the whole time? Uh, no, I'm probably going to sit for his show. 
Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit. Maybe of both. just yeah. like jump while he's doing radio. <laughs> mm. I don't. I don't know how he would feel about me standing. He doesn't really know what's going on, so I might might freak him out. Are you doing the show here or there? There. Oh wow! Have you ever done a show over there? I went yesterday and trained on the board and all that. It's really easy. I mean, it's it's the exact same as over here, just a different computer. Huh. Okay, and a good. different different board, much I'm much different board. Probably a little bit more modern over there. I would assume. A little bit, yeah. Um, I'm. Um, it is cool though, because they have like all these. They have three or four different studios. So when Mike was doing his show yesterday, we have there's a door that closes to the studio that he uses, but you could just hear people outside in one of the other studios just yelling. I have no idea what they were talking about or any of that, but they were yelling. What were they yelling? Oh, you couldn't hear. I couldn't hear it. Yeah. They do some different stuff over there yeah i think they have like a weather report too maybe they were yelling about the weather they do do a weather report yeah yeah do 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 <laughs> you said do do <laughs> well that's gonna be fun from three to six if you want to hear five hours of scoots today I-, I asked him yesterday i was like i popped in after his show was over i popped in his little studio room i was like hey you ready to talk three hours of indiana tomorrow <laughs> and he was like yeah let's do it <laughs> If it's oh anything, I oh think boy. it's all Trevor's doing, but uh, you all need to just play like a random 90s basketball player name game, but with Indiana players instead of Louisville players. They were doing the thing yesterday where they were pronouncing um, <laughs> words differently, like crown and crayon. Uh-huh. They were doing all those. I don't know if you heard any of that, but they, they went on that bit for probably 45 minutes <laughs> just talking about different words that people say weird. Oh, well, you can do that. Oh, yeah. No yeah, problem. You'll have no issue with that. You say weird things all the time. <laughs> let's get let's get to more text on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I don't know where we are at. We are at the text that says uh, out on the road. What does Trevor do out on the road? Mysterious. No one knows. He goes and visits family. Morgan Wallen has a new song where the gist or the geist, as some would say, is he turns an Alabama girl fan into a Tennessee fan by uh, making sweet, sweet love (laughs) would never happen is what the texter says. Well, maybe you've never provided such a great gift. There's no way an Alabama fan is going to be converted to a Tennessee fan for anything. Seriously, though. Not even Pete Davidson. Texter says, my grass is $145 a cut. It's three and a four, I mean, just say three acres. Who cares? Over three acres. Have to have it cut every darn week, too. Brinson, I, I have no idea how to visualize an acre. Like, when people say <laughs> I have X amount of acres, I you I, you could say I have 17,000 Four, pencils. 43,000 square feet. How many acres is your yard, TJ? Let's do that for comparison. It is like a fourth or point four, fourth of Really? Eight. That's it? Not not a fourth of an acre, but nearly half an acre. That includes the backyard? It does. Wow, so an acre's pretty big. Acre's big. Acre maybe, is Maybe just buy a big lawnmower, Texture. It's actually TJ's brother, so. He actually did buy a riding mower and did it like once and was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> well, what a lazy, lazy ass. It's fun. You get to be away from your family for an hour. I think it took him like three hours to cut it. So he didn't buy zero turn. Yeah, he probably just bought like a, a like regular old, old man one. Yeah, yeah. 
Not one of those that, like, like, like you said, that, that freaking fly. Yeah, those... but, I mean, still, three and a half acres is a lot of lot of land. Hmm. Let, it, let it grow a little. What it, yeah, let it get wild. Also, I don't know why you have to do it every week. Yeah, so let it get, be a little bit longer. Just have a nature area in your backyard. You, yeah. can, you don't have to cut all of it. Yeah. Like they do on the golf courses. Don't drive on this. My yard is nature so bad area. right now. Uh-huh. It's not like it's going to rain today or anything. I did go spray <laughs> weeds last night, though. Just because my my man lawnmower doesn't work, lawn guy still hasn't come, came. The only thing he responded back was "You're on the schedule." <laughs> when I mean, why could I have been on the like? Could have been Monday or Tuesday. I did notice yesterday when I was driving home. You, know you pay for, I guess that uh, there was like five or six houses on my street that mowed their grass. Must have saw our yard and was like, damn, that looks good. Got to mow mine. Mine is, mine is really bad. And, my, and I, it's nothing I can do about it. I'm like so close to asking a neighbor if I can just borrow their lawnmower. I don't know why <laughs> you haven't just done that already. I probably just need to. But because you, then, you can't do it today, can't though, because it's going to rain. So maybe he'll show up tomorrow. I guess I could do it right after the show, but neighbors are probably at work. Just go steal it. Roush, I need the full-on football scoop. What stood out to you the most from spring practice? He wasn't there. How does our O-line look compared to last year? Is Leary the truth? Feed me. Well, um, the offensive line can't be worse than last year. I have been a little concerned with the reports from the offensive line. A lot of just like, they're figuring it out. They're moving in the right direction. They're learning. The, it's like, yeah, I mean, I hope. Well, the way that Cohen put it yesterday is he's like, a lot of those plays that – Excuse me. Were negative yardage runs on Saturday? Were RPOs where the quarterback read it wrong? And he's like, so it kind of it looks a lot worse when you see it, but it it shouldn't have been. Like, it was the wrong read. It should have been a pass. Mm. So, um, generally speaking, they. I mean, they're not going to be as good at running the football because that's not this team's strength. They're just not. Um, but they've got to be able to do the bare minimum, which is. All right, sometimes we need to get some hard yards. How are we going to do that? And I think they might have it figured out, but they have to, like, stick to it and make sure that it's their bread and butter, running that outside zone. Um, they seem to have a lot of confidence in Ray Davis, um, where they were even limiting how many reps he got during that scrimmage on Saturday because they're just like, well, we don't need to know. We're good. Um, we, we know what he's given us. So then it's um, – you know, Cohen said he trusts McLean, and then after that, it's just kind of a, a roll of the dice. So he's confident at least in two right now. Uh, the rest is, uh, we'll see. Isn't Ray Davis a little guy? He's a little bit big, big muscles. What, how tall is he? Five, eight? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I mean, five, nine? I mean, he's not not very tall. I And Scoots, you know this. I'm not good at judging height below 5'11". <laughs> I mean, doesn't even, you know, you're all... You're not 5'11", you're just not even worth my time. Speaking of height, pretty funny story from last night. We were uh, watching TV, right? My roommate, I was, I need to buy a new washer and dryer because ours went out. So I was like, well, look, how big is that TV? I was like, I'm going to try to throw a TV into the deal. And my roommate was like 65 inches. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, how do they measure TVs? And he was like, corner to corner. So I started looking at my TV and I was like, you're telling me that I'm as tall as our TV from corner to corner? And just put it all into perspective, just how short I am. Yep. You're pretty short. <laughs> Good grief. If there's, if there's two lessons I learned, though, texture, is that A, 
as good as the receivers are, the tight ends are going to play a significant role in this offense because they're kind of hurting without them blocking and also their ability in the – like where Kentucky struggled on Saturday was in the red zone. That's, that's where your tight ends can be valuable weapons. Um, and then the other aspect of it, Stephen's line just might just wreck, wreck stuff all year. Like part of their offensive line struggles might be because Big Dion's just wrecking shop. So like that—that's the part where I—I I, I think it's. I can only like I don't know I don't I. I know what you mean because it's hard. It's easy to very like you could do this game every year. Is is it this side that bad yeah. or is the other side that good? How about they, you? Bo- look, how about they like both are good? But if you look at them, like the defensive line, it's a bunch of fourth-year guys who have like aside from Dion, it's guys who are in their fourth year who've played a lot of football. Like this defense might just be awesome, <laughs> right? I hope so. That that'll be great. <laughs> you know. But that's something I'd like to find out in the season and not just like cross your fingers and hope that's the case because then if that ends up not being true, then you know your offensive line stinks and your defensive line stinks and you're just probably going to have a pretty average year. The 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 one thing uh, mid that was different from the I thought the offense looked crisp the first time we got to watch practice. Um, that was not the report we got Saturday, but the wind was all, it was like 60 mile an hour wind gusting, you know, like it wasn't ideal conditions to really be throwing it all over the yard either. So I, you know, Will Levis isn't your quarterback cutting through that wind anymore. So I'm, I'm not sort of just blame the wind, but like we, I, we at least did get to see the offense playing well at times through this spring practice. All right. I'm nervous about the offensive line though. I just, you should be, that. I mean, they sucked last year. Will Levis got sacked more than any other quarterback in college football. Like, yes, it's it's a it's a big year for Zach Yenzer, not only in terms of uh, production from that offensive line, but also from a recruiting standpoint because that's where they gotta they gotta pick it up. Um, it, it seems that they've, I mean, they had three four star offensive tackles on campus last week, so mm. they're at least fishing in the right waters. And uh, that that one kid, Jacon McCoy, um, he's who. Kentucky's, Kentucky's in the right spot, and he's a uh, he's ball player. He's a ball player. What do you think about Ray Davis tweeting, never fold up on the fam with a picture of the team, although he did fold up on the fam at Vandy? Well, it's Vandy, though. Yeah, right. it is. Suck it, Vandy. Yeah, suck Nerds! It. Man, can't wait to not lose to them this year. <laughs> Just, I... It's going to be a great time in Nashville. You almost wish, well, of course, you would 100% take this if you could. Just like, we will in, we will sign a contract away where we will play every road game against Vandy in Nashville. We just get an extra random SEC home game. Yeah. Could be any of them. Could yeah. be any of them. <laughs> take them at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, it was it was nice. Every uh, team would do it. My brother-in-law is from Columbia, and his family, they hate South Carolina. So it was it's good talking to his dad, just like. Really, just how much we hate Shane Beamer, and pretty much it's just something about coaches. They put on that garnet and whatever maroon, and they just <laughs> can't stand them. They're from Columbia and hate. Are they Clemson? Yeah, or? yeah. Well, and they're not even the biggest Clemson fans, but they're definitely not South Carolina fans. He's huh. more. He's a, he went to Notre Dame, so he's a Notre Dame guy. Oh, uh, one of those types, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the elitist. Looking down on that Southern institution, hardly called a college. It, it was very funny though because his uh, his brother got uh, like like uh, won a special election for city council. Oh, that's cool. and uh, yeah, so pretty cool. But um, 
he got critiqued because he congratulated one of his college classmates for getting a bid to the Supreme Court, which was the the one the lady um, who her name. Oh yeah, yeah. Amy Baron, a- Amy Coney. Cohen Baird. Yeah, yeah. Co- yeah, 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 yeah. But like people were like, oh, he's a he supports conservative. And it's like, well, you're talking to a Catholic who went to Notre Dame. Like, yeah, that's, that's also like, yeah, that's who he is. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, Amy Coney Barrett. She did go to Notre Dame. I think she has a bunch of kids. Also, it's it's just weird to hear that out loud. Like, yeah, he just congratulated one of his classmates for getting elected to the Supreme Court. And you're like, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. A texter says, I'm interested if you guys think Cal will go after Hunter Dickinson, knowing he said he will be continuing to do his Barstool podcast. Not sure if Cal would do that, would see that as a distraction. He guaranteed a win by 20 against Arizona State earlier in the season. They went out and they lost by 25. Can't imagine UK fans reacting very well to something like that happening. I didn't even know but Hunter Dickinson had a Barstool podcast. I also did not know that he yeah. had a Barstool podcast. Siri, it wasn't for you, it wasn't, Exactly. Come on. <laughs> um, but, no – I think Cal, Cal, like every guy, has some sort of distraction, right? I mean, they deal with that stuff all the time. I think they'd probably have to run it through compliance. Sandy Bell would have to sign off on it, make sure that it's all appropriate with nil and whatnot. I don't think they'd really I care. I don't think that's a would be a holdup necessarily. And actually, I would kind of invite that because, you know, no offense to whatever content they've had walk-ons put out over the years but like i'm not listening to the walk-ons podcast if you're the star player and you're uh and not to say hunter dickens gonna be the star but if you're a starter who's an affable character hosting a show i'd yeah i'd listen to that yeah if uh, uk is there a uk player that has a podcast the problem with any of these guys is like they just realize it's more work Mm mm-hmm just like eh. while they're already making money not doing anything yeah i mean not that they're not doing anything but it'll be like hey we need you to show up for five hours for this do an interview here like doing a one-off interview is much easier than doing tweet this instead of like a weekly podcast yeah the week the weekly thing i think square was going to do a podcast with justin Rowland, and he did too i was just like eh, i don't know about all this yeah imagine doing a radio show every day (laughs) couldn't be me be exhausting. Roush, what's your opinion on our O-line? Do you expect the line to be much better than last season? My biggest concern is Leary's injury history, and we, if we don't have some dogs up front, I'm worried Leary will get will be getting bodied this season, especially against SEC opponents. Leary doesn't seem to be as durable as Levis, then we don't really have a competent backup. Thoughts on that? Well, that's why you probably get a right tackle and you probably get another quarterback. The one thing I didn't do the math on, TJ, because you – they're like, well, do you need, you need another backup quarterback? Huh? Well, this is the part where they can just wait until like I don't I don't know how many of these guys I don't I, I don't know how upfront Kirby Smart and like up and transparent Kirby Smart and Nick Saban are going to be with these guys in their quarterback battles, but guys are losing quarterback competitions this spring. So are they going to tell former five star recruit like we're good? I, I just don't know when they're going to hit the portal, right? Are they going to wait till after spring practice or are they going to wait till summer? Because you could get, you know, former five-star guy to show up on UK's campus pretty quickly and be the quote-unquote backup, but really you're getting him for the next year to be your, your Yeah, but why would they there. want to be a backup at UK and not at this other place? 
because there's no future. Like they they would at least Leary they've they, been boxed out completely. Right, because like at Alabama, if Jalen Milrow wins the job and Ty Simpson loses, like Milrow's going to have the job for two or three years. Whereas like Leary's one year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how all of these are working right now. Same thing with McCord and Devin Brown, I think is his name at Ohio State. They're about the same year, one year apart. So if one guy wins and the other guy's just never going to play. Where here you can at least say, all right, well, I go, I learn this new offense. If he gets hurt, which he is injury prone, I might play right away. If not, I'll be the starter the next year. Yeah, I, that that checks out and makes sense to me. There's another question, and if if they're clearly not good enough there, could they be good enough at Kentucky? But mm-hmm. the the thing is, you could determine that a year later. You can make that determination after getting to see the guy for a year and then say, all right, do we need to hit the portal again? Leary's gone. Is this really going to be our guy that's stepping up, or do we want to bring somebody else in? You can always make that decision. But also, Justin Fields was good enough for Ohio State, but not good enough for Georgia. Jalen Hurts was good enough for Oklahoma, but not Alabama. These are a a different level of quarterback. I was trying to explain that to Mark Berger, who's a little dense, but the the top – Eight to ten quarterbacks in the country are dramatically be. different than the top thirty. Yeah, but sometimes I mean, just because you're a backup to somebody that's amazing doesn't mean you're also no, no, the, good. Which that is can true. happen. Like like J T. Daniels is uh, the case point. for the other way, right? Like yeah. you, but you're 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 fishing in in different waters. That's true. That's with true. with these sort of guys, hey, and, and like you said, if they don't work out. And you can always go back. One. So that's, I was talking about that, I think, when you were gone, and I was just like, they're probably not going to bring in somebody that's great as a backup option. And maybe Wade gets better, and you can feel okay about that, but if any team starter goes down, you're probably going to be in a little bit of trouble with few exceptions, and Kentucky's probably going to be in that boat, but that would be a good work away around, work around that I did not think of, yeah. is somebody loses spring practice, they feel like it's probably the end of the road for them, or maybe they see themselves third on the depth chart, and they may say, all right, I can be the backup at UK, but they're going to hand me the keys the following yep. season. And then UK can always do the old one-two and say, oh, we were just kind of kidding. Yeah, and uh, was the cutter bully stuff? Was I – I never – that was – seems like that's happening, right? Was I here for talking about I that? I don't remember. Yeah, but you yeah, talked about okay, that. Okay, good. All right. We're just, He's going to UK. He's a cat. Yeah. Meow. Uh, hey, fellas. Bradford Belbrook here. Give me Brian Robinson or give me death. I watched that kid play last year, and he was explosive as all get out and is a very friendly human being from what I'm told. My cousin was his middle school math teacher. We've struggled to get outside pressure this past few years, and I think he would definitely help booster the edge rushing, edge rushing situation, fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I like Brian Robinson. I th- I kind of see him in a J.J. Weaver. Like, I, I don't know how great he is as a quick t- twitch edge rusher, but he looks like the, uh, the perfect dude to set the edge in the run. Um, he's a Youngstown guy, and right now you're going up against Penn State and Clink at Michigan, and be nice, be nice to get that 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 went over those guys. Uh, also, tough. Um, I just love that this kid. Whenever he goes on recruiting visits, he wears their that that team's apparel. So when he's That's at UK, good. he wears a Kentucky sweatshirt. When he's at Michigan, he wears a Michigan one. You know, like yeah, I good for him. Why I not? like that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's 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 really uh, really playing that process out. Well, uh, you got the Youngstown connection, but besides that, nil. That's going to be tough going up against those those big boys. The good thing to Brad White is that's kind of his specialty. So, like, not only do you have Revenge knows his family members, UK was the first to offer. You also have nice Brad White factor there. We'll make it happen. That'd be huge. 
Uh, Robert says, I was going to wait until summer radio, but since we're all bored here, I start grad school in Colorado, go Buffs, in July. Wow. TJ, I need, need info on how to get the sticky icky from the dispensaries there. What ID do I need? What's the cost? Am I allowed to just enjoy them anywhere I want? What's the lowdown? I'm not trying to get there and look like an ignorant tourist. Thanks in advance. Robert, I thought you were going to say you're, you're a big fan of Coach Prime, and that's why you went there. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome, Robert. I didn't know you're doing that. That you'll have a great time here. It's an expensive. It, it, it's easy. They've place got to live. they've got it all. They've got it all figured out. You just go in like you're going in to a liquor store. Uh, they'll talk. They'll 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 talk you through it. But a, a lot of stores out there are different too. So you could have a totally different experience than what I've been told is how you you go on about out there. But you just show me your ID, right? Like you're fine. Yeah. I don't think it's anything. Yeah, and then I mean it's a, it's expensive. It's not it's not cheap. But hey, cost of doing business is what I've been told. Here it's really, really pretty out there. So enjoy your time yeah, in that's Boulder. That's awesome. You'll, uh, hopefully, you'll still be listening to the show. Should we be concerned about the O line this year? I just don't <laughs> see them taking the big jump from last year, so I'm worried about Devin's health. Yeah. We should talk about the offensive line, Roush. What do you think? <laughs> also, if I rework that summer from Garth Brooks, but rework to tell the story of Scoots and the Lady Walmart, will he sing it on air? Mm, I'd have to hear the original version first. <laughs> Uh, John here. Good hump day morning, everyone. Okay, I know I need a few holdovers for next season. So we have some experience and extra depth, but why do I feel like maybe we're just keeping Lance and a healthy CJ with one portal pickup? We'll do just fine. This team will be a fresh start with a freshman. It, this will be a blast from the past for Cal. His best success as a coach at UK is with a freshman-led team. It'll be special. Is it basketball season yet? I wish it was. Um, if you got to end Oscar leave, you're going to have to get somebody else in the front. But if you if, – if you, would you be happy you go Collins, Lance, and Bradshaw? Is that good enough for you? I, I, ta- I think I've talked about that when you were gone. Yeah, I think I, th- I could roll with that, but I, I'd be a little nervous. Because they're light in the shorts. Except yeah. for Lance. Lance is just like, you can't. Lance, give some of your muscles to these guys. But in that instance, I would really love like a Livingston back, potentially just somebody that you know can kind of wrestle around in that's there true. a bit. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like that's going to yeah. happen. Uh, tell Scoose that Doug Shows does not have longer hair. He's a financial advisor in Rome, Georgia. And just that fact, I know that explains what a terrible ref he is. Yeah, oh, Sorry, Texter. I got, he was a roof guy. Got my refs mixed up. No, uh, John Higgins is the roof guy. Doug Shows is a financial oh. advisor in Rome, Georgia. Oh, gotcha. Dugan killed the tax line. <laughs> if Oscar transfers, it will be an embarrassment to our program. He's not going to transfer. Yeah. He is either. Just, hey, just relax. ESPN did something fun that I'd like to ask you all a question about. They ranked every national championship team ever. Like we're going to rank all eighty-four national champions. What's the highest Kentucky team on this list, and where do they fall? Do, do we have ninety-six, eight? Ninety-six is number twelve. Nah, that's a joke. Uh, Scoots, where's um, the highest Indiana team? How high are they? Seventy-six, number one. Nope. Damn. Yeah, uh, the 1972 UCLA team won by an average of, um, hold up, what was it here, the 30 points a game? Yeah, the, those UCLA teams, very, very dominant. Um, uh, we always forget to mention Reed Shepard when talking about the guards. Hands up. He, yep. can, he can play a, a good role on all this. He can play as well. Not that, again, that he should like be considered as a sure thing, but he is a piece that will help. Uh, they had two other Kentucky teams in the top 25. Which ones, DJ? 12. And I don't know who else they'd they'd go with. They actually had seventy eight ahead of twelve, and it's because uh, Goose Givens is forty one in the title game. Well, I think what does that have so to do much. with championship teams? 
It was a title game performances. No, but if you kind of look up, all right, thirty and two, they they, they only had two losses. Team was one of the best college basketball teams ever, and the ninety six team was probably better than they were. So they both should have been in the top five. <laughs> like the top so five, funny. but uh, but part of it is they just are judging off of how much you dominated your foes. I, I think is the kind of overall gotcha. geist of it because two San Francisco teams are in the top fifteen. Well, then the ninety six team should be. Well, I guess they are pretty high up there. Uh, so, but were they the highest? Ninety six. Ninety six was the highest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A texter says some Lou Goober says JJ Trainer is a version of Tayshawn Prince, most delusional fan base. Nobody's actually <laughs> saying that. Nobody's saying that. Let's rework the Shaggy song for Scoots, but she caught me on the Walmart checkout counter. Wasn't me. That's a good one. But it was you, Scoots. It was me. Yeah. But I could say it wasn't. It was the same thing with Shaggy. It was him. He was just saying it wasn't him. <laughs> Scoots on air today said he would turn himself in for a hit and run. <laughs> it was an now he's show. saying it wasn't me. <laughs> it was an interesting show today for Scoots, but I do feel like we've we've come full circle. Also, this day nine years ago, Aaron Harrison hit the three to beat Wisconsin in the Final Four. That was a fun day. Good time. Nine years. All right, everybody enjoy your Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. The Masters tomorrow. Doom, 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 doom. So right.